Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us right now on the Roman guest line is Chris Carino, voice of the Nets. You could hear him on Compass Media, Networks NFL. He does the NBA and the NFL there. Chris, thanks for joining us again, man. What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing really good. So let's start with uh, your biggest surprise this season in the NBA. For me, it is, uh, as a Bulls fan, my team is actually relevant, and they're pretty damn good, actually. Uh, your biggest surprise, let's start in the Eastern Conference so far, Chris. Well, since I just saw the Bulls last night, yeah. I mean, I would say that that's, uh, I, I, I like where you're going there. I, they, they were really impressive. And to think of how they overhauled the roster. I mean, there's one guy playing right now who is on their their opening night roster last year, and that's Zach Levine, because you got Kobe White's out, Patrick Williams out now. Those are the only three on the roster at all. Um, but really, man, I, I was really impressed by how well DeMar DeRozan is moving yeah. and how well he's playing. Uh, it, you know, that backcourt of, of, of Ball and Levine, and you throw DeRozan in there, I mean, they, they never give you a break. They got guys on the floor that get up and, and disrupt you defensively. So I, I don't think that's a fluke at all. I think they're going to be very good. I think even forget about Vucevic and what he can do with that team. So that's a really balanced. I think Billy Donovan is a really good coach. So that's a that's certainly a team there. I, I mean, I, otherwise, I, I think the East from top to bottom. I mean, there's a couple there. You know, the the, the Magics of the world that aren't very good. Mm. But man, it is a it is a gauntlet to get through the East right now. If teams like Chicago are going to play like they are, and Charlotte is a good young team, Washington with my guy Spencer Dinwood yes, just turned sir, up. Yes, sir, Chris. Yeah. I mean, it's, now you're it's all, we all love you, Chris. I love you so much. <laughs> I, I, do, I haven't heard any Blazers talk, but that's okay. I, I, understand. Be, I understand why. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a lot of the teams out west yet. Not but, missing uh, much with I Portland, Chris. You're not missing yeah. much with the West, really. Yeah. No, and, and I think that the balance has kind of shifted, guys. I think I think the East is the is the conference of choice right now. Chris, I'm I'm right with you. I did a podcast earlier before the season started, and someone asked me about. Of course, I cover the Wizards. They said, "Are the Wizards going to be better this year?" And I talked about Spencer Dinwiddie, of course. And I said they could be, you know, even better, th- like, like leaps and bounds better than they were last season, and still finish in the same spot, like an eight spot, seven spot in the Eastern Conference yeah. because it's so strong from top to bottom. And you're talking. We talked about surprises already. I think one thing that is a surprise, maybe it's not much of a surprise now, I don't know, is the Ben Simmons saga. Like, Ben Simmons right now is still sitting out. He had to apparently turn over his doctor's information to the team. The team said, we want to know who you're going to. Ben Simmons says, it's it's my body, and I'm not telling you who's going to who's t- touching my mind. Reports came out that he might go to Boston, but the price tag yeah. was way too high. What What's going on with Ben Simmons? If anything, I kind of like Ben Simmons if he got traded to the Nets. Kyrie, Ben Simmons swap, maybe they need some defense. They don't really need much more scoring. What would you, uh, where, where would you pinpoint Ben Simmons uh, uh, this season? Uh, well, I, I mean, I know that, that that seemed to be the logical point A to point B. Everybody's drawing that conclusion of why don't, you know, you just Kyrie goes someplace where he can play every game and Ben Simmons goes somewhere else. But I, I got to think that the stock is down on both of them yeah. right now. I mean, are you are you really going to trust Ben Simmons are you, enough that you're going to give away a lot of valuable assets? Yeah. I mean, where is his head at? I, right. I have no idea. And and Kyrie Irving, I don't know if he wants to play with anybody else and would he even accept a trade. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, with him, it's I think there's that fear that if it's not the vaccine, it, it'd be something else. And, and I think you don't, you, who, can you trust him? So 
I think you're in a situation where would a lot of teams love to have Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving? Sure. Are they willing to part with a lot of assets to do it? I I don't know. It's a risky, risky proposal right now. I, I don't see it. And you know, as far as Simmons, I mean, does it surprise me? I don't know. I, I, I you know, some guys there. I don't. I, I don't think he was comfortable playing there in Philadelphia. I mean, and, yeah, no wonder. It's, it's a tough fan base to play for if you're a guy like that. It's, it's not for everybody, yeah. you know. And I, I do. I applauded him when he first came back and admitted that he was not mentally ready to play and that that played a part. His mental health played a part in wanting to come back to Philadelphia. I applaud that. And I and I and I'm a little down on guys like uh, like Jason Kelsey, the Eagle Center, who said, yeah. you know, just play better and they'll lay off you. Well, they won't. I don't know. I think I think we got to acknowledge that sometimes, you it's know, bigger if, than if, that. If, if people have anxiety, let's say in the population, right, take 500 people yeah. and you'd probably say, you know, a hundred suffer from some kind of anxiety or or mental issues, maybe not debilitating, but certainly things that could be exacerbated in high-pressure situations. So there's 500 players in the NBA, roughly, right? 455 players. I mean, there's got to be, a, you know, 50 to 80 guys who have this kind of situation as well. And I think we have to be a little more, uh, you know, understanding of that. Chris, uh, I said preseason in August when the schedule came out <clears throat> that there was <laughs> there was no way that the Warriors would without Clay go nine and one, and here we sit. Um, <laughs> he, it, yeah. it's been interesting because now you've got Warriors fans crowning them as contenders, but in in reality, you know, I think that the the record of the teams that they've played are is 33 and 59, right? So they really haven't played anyone quite yet. Yeah, they beat the brakes off of the Hawks, but the Hawks are starting slow. Lakers and Clippers also are having some issues, right? So do you believe in, number one, do you believe in the Warriors, uh, even though we haven't really seen them play anyone, and how far can they go? And, and two, what's your coldest take you've ever had? <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> Need some help coping well, with your Warriors take? I don't need I'll, to help with I'll, coping, but I just need some support. I'll, I'll have to. I, what, what, first, can I get clarification on what you mean by a cold take? Like, uh, just, a take it, that goes wrong? so bad that you get yes. absolutely murdered, either yeah. online or in person. I don't. I mean, you've been around a long time, so I'm sure it's been both. You know what? One time, I remember. I, I, I don't ask me why I remember that. Maybe because it was such a cold take that. There was like a there was like a Saints Niners playoff game one time, and this has got to be God ten years ago maybe, and I remember like the, the 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 Saints were crushing the Niners on the road, and and I was really high on the Saints, and I had picked them, and I was feeling all good about myself, and I said something like, "Oh, there's nothing that if the Saints they'll score in every possession, there's nothing that can stop them right now." And the Niners had some record comeback, scored like oh thirty-five unanswered points in the second half, and I got roasted like on Twitter, like people were like, "Stick to basketball," all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I do. Maybe that did scar me enough that I did remember that. Getting back to your Warriors. Is it possible that Steph Curry's underrated? I think it is. Absolutely. I really do. I, I think we don't – because he's this, you know, three-point shooting uh, cyborg that we we tend to not 
give him credit for just what an incredible basketball player he is. I mean, he dropped 50 last night. He, he can do that. It, it takes a special player to drop 50. I know some guys, have, you know, Terrence Ross has done it. But, I mean, you, you still – it's still not an easy thing to do. And not to – I don't know why I just bashed on Terrence Ross. I know. Is that just no, great? It's, it's okay. We're all shocked. I love I love, no, I, I loved everything about that. I mean, it was fair. You know why? It, it's funny because I, as I'm, I, I have my computer open in front of me and I'm doing work on the Magic for tomorrow. The Nets are playing the Magic. And I actually had the Magic – uh, notes and roster, oh, and I just glanced and I saw Terrence Ross, and I went, "Oh yeah, he had a fifty-point game." Yep. Um, but no, like it, it's. I think Curry doesn't get credit for how good he is, what a tremendous leader he is, and I think Steph Curry, he's gone through some injury-riddled seasons now and weird seasons for him, and I think he saved all the receipts, and I think he's showing up right now. And he's collecting on all of them right now. He's showing you, I can be the MVP. Don't, maybe you guys forgot about me the last couple of years, but I can still be an MVP caliber player. And he will, I think, are they the best team in the West? I don't, I don't think so, but I'll tell you what. If he's healthy, it's not a fluke that they're winning these games. I know they haven't played anybody, but I don't know who's – it's really hard to tell right now who's good, who's not. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good teams that have sub-500 records. You mentioned the Hawks. The Bucks are another one. Um, it, and there's some bad teams that have gotten off the good starts, and they'll probably come back to the pack. But there's a lot more parity around the league than, than I've seen in a long time. And I feel like everybody's just trying to figure it out because even if you look at the betting market, and Chris, I know you call the game so you can't place a bet yourself, but right now the Nets are still no. the overwhelming title favorites even without Kyrie. They're plus 260. The Lakers are plus 550. If I was going to place a bet today, it wouldn't be on either of those teams, to tell you the truth. Um, do you think yeah. the Nets should be the favorites to win the NBA championship? You know, I'll give you this interesting uh, tidbit from last night. I, I, I interviewed Steve Nash before every game, and last night um, he, had, he had used a term in one of his press conferences that they have to have an underdog mentality. So in, when I had my, my interview with him for the pregame show, I said, you know, Steve, you, you have two of the greatest players of all time. You're overwhelming favorites to win a championship this year. How do you instill an underdog mentality? And he said, it's the first time I really heard him admit this this year. He said, you know, when, when Kyrie, when we lost Kyrie Irving, he goes, the, the, the psyche of our team shifted a little bit. And they, they didn't see themselves anymore as the favorites. And they don't really pay attention to what's going on with us talking heads. They, in their minds, were like, you know what? Without Kyrie, we've got to become a little more defensive-minded team. Um, we're going to have to figure some things out offensively. We're not just going to be able to out-punch everybody, outscore everybody like we did last year. So I think they look at it like, hey, you know, we're not – everybody thinks we're the, the favorites here. You know, we lost Kyrie Irving. Like, I don't know why we're still overwhelming favorites. It's still a grind for us to go out there and win games. And, you know, you mentioned all these good teams in the East, and everybody's coming at them like it's the Super Bowl. So, you know, when you get a – when you're like 20 – you know, when you're whatever it is, 250 to 100, whatever it is, their, their odds are, um, that doesn't mean that you have like a 90% winning chance of winning. It means like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you have a 25% chance and it's just, but it's higher than everybody else. Yeah. You know, so there's still, I, I don't know. I, I think that this net team, um, the, the scary part about them right now is that if they can really get cooking offensively, 
they're really going to be tough. They're really going to get good during the season because defensively, that was where you worried about them. And they've come out with this defensive mindset and they've kind of figured out how they have to play. Um, so I think if they could start figuring a little more out, be a little more consistent offensively, which is, it's turned on its head. It's the upside down world right yeah. now, you know, right. With, with what they are, but they're winning and they needed to be a defensive team they, you know, they, they've embraced this thing now. Uh, Blake Griffin and Joe Harris started it, the, the blue collar boys, you know, and they, That's funny and they, coming and they, from they, Joe pretty boy Harris. Oh, <laughs> you, we're, we might, I just, I stuck up for you before. Now you're right. going to Joe Harris. That's my guy. I know. I, uh, I love Joe Harris, but last year at the beginning of the season, he was not, he was not chasing loose balls. He was, he was the, the anti blue collar. So this is like a great turnaround. Oh, all right. Well, no, him and him and Blake though have started this thing where, cause they take charges and they're on the floor. They, they do this thing where they put their hard hat, they fake putting a hard hat and steel tip boots on. And, you know, now guys are, they're, Guy takes a charge. They say, well, he's, he's applying to the blue-collar boys. and you know, oh, it, wow. It's just a, a silly thing. But I always said, like, you know, as a, as a coach, you love when things like that catch up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because it, it's one thing to put up a little, you know, a three when you shoot a three or make the three goggle or point to your vein when you make a big shot. Those are pretty boy things. When you, when you start embracing the culture of blue-collar yeah. and put your hard hat on, I mean, you love that. Yeah. And the Nets have kind of done that. It's been – it's uh, – it's interesting. And the thing we haven't touched on, though, and I think it, it plays a hand in all of this, is the guys right now in the NBA don't know what a foul is and what a foul isn't. Yeah. The, the officials have overcorrected on this new interpretation of yep. the rule. Absolutely. And nobody knows from game in and game out what's a foul, how much contact is going to be allowed. So guys are getting away with murder defensively. It's why you're seeing low-scoring games right now. And players like Harden, who, you know, would, would always be able to he, – he would get into the paint and know he was going to create that contact. He's getting – not only – so he, even when he's not trying to deceive the official, he's getting hacked, and the officials are overcorrecting, and it's stopping – you could see it. He's hesitating to drive the ball. And I think it's ha- happened with LaMarcus Aldridge last night. It even happened with Zach Levine, like – I was watching the game. I didn't know what was a foul, what wasn't a foul. And I, Chris, completely agree. We got to let you go because uh, we got the heart out. We want to have you on again here soon. Enjoy the uh, games you coming up this weekend and the games Thanks, tonight. Chris. Thanks, Chris Carino. Chris. All right, guys.